So I was just thinking, if those people were talking about Labor Day, they'd be like, "If this is Labor Day, you're supposed to be laboring on Labor Day, right?" If it was like, it was if it was not work day, it should just be called not work day, you know. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And on this week, Ben Affleck gives us a death stroke. Ooh. Uh, Spider-Man's photos are a little shocking. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Uh, Max Steel means Hollywood officially has <laughs> run out of ideas and more. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get to that Max Steel uh, moment because I felt like I was missing out on something. Uh, I was like, is this in relation to something? Is this a, a brand new IP or whatever? And I guess we can reveal that down the way, maybe to bury the lead a little bit. But when I found out the origin of Max Steel, I was just like, oh, okay. They're really yeah. scraping the bottom of the barrel for this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I also have a little bit of story about Max Steel on a personal <laughs> level. So it's going to be it's gonna be great by the end. Like You guys are going to love it. Yeah. So but- we, we, we were talking before this. You have a story about crime mike yeah well a little bit i, I don't mean, know we, this is uh i guess we'll, we'll lead it off by saying that if you're aware we are uh recording this a day later it, it is the labor day weekend so we have kind of shifted things around mm-hmm. which i th- which i think is fair so it gave us more time this weekend with this extra day and you know you would think most people would seize would seize this three-day weekend they would go out and uh uh, build a build a shed. They would lay in a hammock. They might do something really active. Maybe go out and get that extra workout in to to burn off those calories or maybe a cookout that you went to. But nay, I say I did neither. Me and my wife yesterday spent our entire day glued to the couch watching a little show that we are very late to the party for called Making a Murderer on Netflix. Mm. Have you heard of it, Chris? Oh, have I ever? Have you have you seen it? No, I have not. Okay, well, I can I will give the spoiler-free review here real quick in saying it is one of the most engaging things I have ever watched. So usually uh, when I'm uh, glued to the couch watching something, binge-watching something on Netflix, usually you can kind of anticipate, you know, a, a lull in an episode that you're watching, you know, and, and you can pick up a phone, uh, maybe check Facebook real quick or something like that. Even in Stranger Things, even Stranger Things was a captivating uh, uh, tale. But every once in a while you kind of you feel like you have a moment where you can kind of get up and maybe go grab a snack real quick. But uh, Making a Murder is this uh, documentary series about a, a, a real events that happened in Wisconsin back in uh, the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And it's just a whirlwind of true events that is, uh, is so captivating. You can't take your eyes off the screen. You go through this wide range of emotions of happiness to, to sadness. Um, the first episode gives you this whole arc of a story about a man who was falsely imprisoned for 18 years, and then he's let out uh, 18 years later uh, due to DNA evidence, like uh, factually clearing him from the crime, and actually the real uh, 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 criminal was caught. So in the first episode, you're just like, oh, wow, they they went over this whole arc what are the other nine episodes going to be about and then at that very end of the first episode they bring up this crazy curveball and it's just 
it's just a whirlwind that takes you through like the justice system in Wisconsin. And I, I mean, like I'm really super passionate about it right now because I, we finished watching it probably like, uh, 13 hours ago. And, um, this happened like back in December and there's even been development since, since the documentary has come out. So we were all up in that. So basically in the entirety of yesterday, uh, we, we were uh, on our couch, not leaving to go outside and enjoying the beautiful Southern California weather. We stayed glued to our seats and, uh, it, it is, it's, it's, it's like, it's a solid 10 hours of documentary. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you will not be disappointed. But like I said, this is a, this is a, so, uh, um, so late to the party because this I think dropped in December last year. So we're we're coming up on uh, like ten like ten like like ten nine months. The people inevitable had, sequel will be on yeah, Netflix this people, fall. Probably. <laughs> well, I'm kind of curious because uh, it is it is slated as season one. So I don't know if season two would be a, a continuation of this story, which I don't think would really work, or if maybe these documentarians can can scrape up another like crime real crime story i mean that's kind of similar uh to what uh i guess they're doing with that oj story uh on fx but that's kind of different that's kind of like a uh a fantastical retelling of it it's not a documentary and they're supposed to be doing other crime uh, it's kind of just different basically crime crime super hot <laughs> 2016 2015 it's all about true crimes because even hbo had one too so well just just prepare yourselves because i i think um you and uh, our friend of the show, Quentin, were uh, texting yesterday, and I was just like, as soon as my phone started going off, I put it on Do Not Disturb, and I threw it across the room, and I was just, I was like, whatever anyone has to say to me today, it can be ignored. So, basically, all I'm trying to say is my Labor Day was uh, uh, sucked into Netflix. I don't know, I don't know about you, but that's all I have to say. <laughs> well, I mean, the Labor Day. My, so yesterday, I have a. Um two friends from high school one's birthday was yesterday and one is today and they're they're turning 30 so we just gathered at a house and essentially had like a small house party with like eight of us for a while nice um you know played some old bag toss did some drinking um there's a fire later so i mean just simple stuff so it was it was a little more laid back but i did buy i did buy some board games yesterday um my friend dylan you met him at at the Mm -hmm. wedding actually yep uh, it was his birthdays today, so I know he's not listening. But happy birthday, Dylan! He likes Risk. He collects the Risk games. Okay. And, and I got him a Risk game called God Storm, where you actually battle as like ancient, like uh, you know, like deities or deedal like societies from like way back when, like Egyptian, Celtic, Norse mythology, Greek mythology, instead of like the normal like troops. Oh, cool! So, so we bought him that. Uh, and then, uh, my friend Travis, whose birthday was yesterday, I got him a, it's a Dungeons and Dragons board game. It's, mm-hmm. but it's like a, it's like Risk. So it's got a board, but you also build your units with a deck building game like Legendary, which, mm-hmm. which you're familiar with. So you build your units with the, the decks and then you can put them on the board like you're playing Risk. So, oh, cool. Um, we didn't get to play any of them because, you know, a couple drinks and we were ready to, to, <laughs> to be done. But, uh, yeah, you need definitely. A- you need a very specific group at a very specific uh, level of inebriation to uh, manage a board game. <laughs> you got to have the right number of people, not too many drinks, but maybe one. So, Yeah, and, and someone who's actually read the rules, but not on the day that you bought <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but at the same time, I was able to purchase uh, Civil War Risk. Um, oh. Marvel's Civil War Risk. It, it came out, and I was able to purchase it because they were having a Labor Day sale, and I, I, I jumped on that, so... Uh, definitely growing my uh, Marvel collection and board game collection, 
Which also brings me to this point, uh, the Marvel Collector's Core. We never talk about it, but I get it every two months. was Spider-Man this week, mm-hmm. uh, this month. Weakest box I've ever got. I got oh, one man. Spider-Man plush, one Spider-Man pop vinyl, and then one Spider-Man hat, like a flat brim cap. Uh-huh. I like the cap. I'm actually wearing it right now as I, as I do this. So, um Marvel Collector Corps, if you want to sponsor us, you know you do. Like, know what, know you what I would love to do? This is just a weird, um, a really weird factoid that I would like to know. Uh, excluding uh, comic books, I would like to know how much all of your uh, Marvel memorabilia just weighs. Like, I want to know how much uh, mass in the world or in your house that you have that's just like uh, plushes, pop vinyls, posters. Like, I just feel like... Um, the volume of your house uh, shrinks incrementally every time you bring something new home. You're just like you're just yeah. increasing the pressure inside your household because the air has nowhere to go. It's true. I have stuff I need to get rid of. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, one of my, like, my one of my favorite Marvel things I have. I actually have an Avengers guitar that oh, I yeah. got a couple years ago. That's one of my my pride and joys. But am I doing anything with it? No. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I like to, I like to take a look too. I like to take a look. Well, one one day I'm one day I'm sure you'll have a a a, a homestead, a house all of your own with a, a room that you can dedicate to all of this stuff and you can have nice little showcases uh put yeah. up in there. I, I I definitely can only uh hope so. So, we'll, I'll let you, I'll keep you I'll keep you informed. But also today, uh this I mean just in passing here, I recorded a, a the inaugural podcast of another show I'm starting with Patrick from our, from my wedding as well. Patrick Patrick the, Patrick if you're out there and you're listening, you're wonderful, but I feel like I'm being cheated on today. Yeah, I told you, I told you earlier cuz I feel like I'm getting sloppy seconds. Yeah, you, you I mean you really are. So we it recorded it's called it's called Film Side Chats where we actually talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Um not just superhero movies but like so, or so you're saying so it's kind of like a fireside chats but film side chats is that where that title came from? Boy, nothing gets past you. Like you were <laughs> on point today. But yes, that's where it came from. And that that name's not in use and I was kind of like surprised. So Yeah. Uh, uh we're going to we're going to we don't know how it's going to go yet, but I mean, this is our inaugural, so just kind of introducing us, learning about our favorite movies, our least favorite movies, kind of thing. So, um, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be seeing where that goes and, and and get you guys set up. We'll probably have a couple episodes by the time we launch. So. Awesome! Well, I can't wait to yeah. listen to it. Yeah, you'll. I will actually probably send it to you and tell us tell you to like give us feedback, Mike. Like, listen to another show that's not us. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that, that's that's my Labor Day. It's been pretty pretty relaxing actually. <laughs> Um, I was in two weddings this. Or I went to two weddings this weekend as well. So I'm 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 ready to get on with this news. I haven't got to look at any news. I added half this stuff today. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about it. Are you ready to talk about it, Mike? Uh, let's get into it, man. Because we I'm... may have not have been very busy this weekend, but I think Ben Affleck's been pretty busy. Yes. So in a surprising move early this week, Ben Affleck debuted a video showing the character Deathstroke mm-hmm. in a live action reveal. Yeah, it's very. And I have no idea where strange. it came out from. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I don't think anything official has been linked to this announcement yet, has it? Like a movie title? Um, so, so let's let's break this down. So right now, the, there are a bunch of rumors. What I will tell you, the facts is that this is probably not the Batman solo villain. This is from the currently filming Justice League. That's what you think. That's definitely what I think. And I will show you. Um, a couple months ago, we got a background image of. Uh, Jason Momoa and Zack Snyder, uh, like with the Justice League props in the background. Mm-hmm. If you take a look here at our link, you can see in the background that black nondescript suit is actually Deathstroke's suit. Mm, okay. So they've had it for a while. He's been a part of this movie for a little bit, and they just well, 
finally announced it to us. Well, I've I've kind of heard there's there's kind of like two and a half theories around this. Like that like what you said, theory number one, that this could very well be in the Justice League. And theory uh, the next theory is that th- this is simply just a costume test that maybe it hasn't been decided if this is going to be in anything yet. You know, hey, maybe this might be in, in the solo Batman movie. Could just be uh, Affleck just kind of uh, testing it out. I'm not so sure about that. But also kind of the tangential theory off that is that if this is Deathstroke for the Batman movie, some people have been throwing around maybe the the hush storyline for Batman that when Batman gets his uh, solo outing movie Ben Affleck is just going to put all of the villains that he can in it and just have them like kind of like a storming Batman maybe have one big epic fight there I mean that would be kind of cool I mean it would kind of make sense because if this Batman has been around for a long time he has uh, battled these villains many times so maybe finally they've gotten together and decided to fight him uh, on one I'd just be curious if that if this has anything to do with the solo Batman movie does Ben Affleck have any time to do any of that i feel like he would be busy with the justice league movie to do well, anything there, on there, his own you know there is no release date there is no official confirmation of a solo batman movie other than ben affleck said yes we're doing it uh-huh. I, I i honestly don't think they're anywhere close to doing a batman solo movie until after justice league is done and out like it's just no way however there is a comic book storyline released very, very recently, where Batman hired Deathstroke to steal a mother box. Mm. And, it, and the, the comic is called Injustice Gods Among Us, based on the video game of the same title. And this is in the, the, the latest, within the past, like, six months to a year. And that seems like a very good idea for the Justice League movie. The Based on mother boxes, Batman hires, you know, Deathstroke to go and get this mother box for him. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have established that, you know, uh, there's lots of gray areas in this DC universe, especially with mm -hmm. the Suicide Squad being good guys slash bad guys so uh i think people would could get on board with uh, that idea for sure but i also think uh just because this was posted by affleck's twitter account does not mean that affleck was in the room or he was even holding that camera so i think there still might be some credence to the idea that this is just a, a costume test totally independent of everything and then just maybe he had someone say like oh hey get a you know get a video of that monitor i think that'll be cool to tweet about or something because i feel like maybe if this was it's a it's a strange kind of release. You know, I feel like it's definitely not a leak, but it's kind of one of those like, oh, uh, I'm going to put this out there to tease the crowd. But instead of actually like recording what's on set, I'll just go ahead and record the monitor. Uh, it, so I don't know. It's it's kind of like a cheeky thing to do, but uh, it, it's it's cool. I'm glad we get to talk about it. I want to yeah, see Deathstroke. Yeah. yeah. And if you go and look in closer, he's actually on what's called the um, the the flying fox which is essentially the Justice League's Quinjet. Mm-hmm. And you can see the Batmobile in the background. Oh, I didn't uh, even notice all that. Yeah, in the back left, as he's walking down the, the, the little ramp there, he has actually um, got the, the thing in the background. And why do I think this? I think this is more official because Ben Affleck is essentially a producer on this movie now. Mm-hmm. Whenever they did all the shakeups after Batman v Superman, and they made they're like, all right, Ben Affleck, you can have some control over this. So I think so Batman's you... just like walking around. Well, Ben Affleck, Batman is just walking yeah. around on set. Like I imagine he's in his costume behind the cameras, but he's just walking around with his smartphone, taking pictures of shit. Like, oh, what's going to be funny to put on Twitter? What's going to drive people crazy? I'm going to take a picture of uh, Jason Momoa over here playing the guitar. Oh, that looks that's that looks stupid. Yeah. Let's put that up there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, so. Uh, also, there are a couple actors rumored to be in this suit. Uh, first is Joe Manganiello. Um, 
you might remember him. He's been in Magic Mike. Um, uh, I'm I, I'm I'm sad that I knew exactly where that name came from. <laughs> so, but I know he's in Spider Man, the original trilogy, as Flash Thompson uh, against Tobey Maguire. If you oh, he is. Him. Wow, yeah. I do not remember. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean that was 15 years ago. Uh, he's definitely become much more buff. But this recent image that he posted to in his social media within the past week with his wife uh, from Modern Family, there, uh, he looks like uh, uh, Slade Wilson. I think I think is it right? Slade Wilson is Deathstroke from the Arrow universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like the Slade Wilson haircut, the, the high top and the goatee. Yeah, it's actually really funny if uh, if you don't yeah if you hadn't seen Slade Wilson in some of the arrow seasons in a while and you kind of forgot what his face looked like they do they look pretty similar it looks just like manu bennett as as slade wilson and i'm like okay i believe this he's built for it uh he could he could definitely be if they don't kill him off in this movie he could be in the batman movie later on Mm -hmm. um so that's that's really cool another uh, option is julian lewis jones who we reported several months ago is actually in a cast in an unknown role in batman v superman Mm-hmm. Uh, he was filming in a couple spots around, like on a set uh, in uh, in London, and also you know around the UK and Iceland on location. So it can totally be either one of those guys, I think. But mm-hmm. I, I think I'm leaning more towards Joe Manganiello as the uh, <laughs> yeah, as the Slade th- Wilson I want. Yeah, I think he'd be great. Yeah. So Deathstroke, this reveal comes out of nowhere. This shows you the power of social media, and like even an, an actor slash producer could like give away something that we no one knew was coming yeah like and and the thing is the more i see of justice league the more i like it like i i hate i i I know we don't like batman v superman or suicide squad as much but justice league is growing on me and and i can't wait to see it at our heart of hearts we are hopeful people so i think that's the best way to put it totally so we're going to move on to a, a, a DC movie farther down the road we haven't heard a lot of is mm-hmm. uh, Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, the newest rumor is that Luke Evans could be cast as Sinestro. Okay. Uh, you remember Sinestro in the uh, 2011 Ryan Reynolds version? <laughs> uh, vaguely. <laughs> Purple. He, he's the leader of the Yellow Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts off as a Green Lantern and then gets into Yellow Lantern, which is fear. It's, it's, it's... I don't know. Hopefully they don't try to give him a backstory and he's just already there as a villain because, you know, we already have all these other space societies that exist. We don't need I mean, to... He, I mean, he, Luke Evans looks like he could play a villain. He's kind of got those uh, those kind of intense eyes, so I feel like mm-hmm. that would make a, a good villain. I just... I have no... I have no baseline for what a good live-action Green Lantern is supposed to look like. I don't know how you make his... Um, lantern powers look grounded and realistic in this universe they're kind of building because i mean obviously i don't think he's gonna make like any sort of like toy whack-a-mole hammer with it and hit people i think that would be really out of place in like a future justice league movie so i'm kind of curious what they're gonna do what they're gonna do with the the core i agree i agree we don't know it's the farthest one away out of all the movies i mean we even have cyborg before this so um Definitely interesting. Definitely interesting rumor. Uh, Luke Evans, uh, he'll actually be in Beauty and the Beast, uh, which we talked about last week, as uh, Gaston, if you will. So, um, yeah, that's some fun fact for that. Supergirl, the show we might watch this year. Uh, <laughs> we haven't we haven't really decided yet. Um, Metallo will be there to fight Superman, um, and he's been cast. He's been cast as the actor Frederick Schmidt. I don't have a picture of him as Metallo, but we have a picture of the actor. 
if you want to know what he looks like. So, mm-hmm. um, there were some set photos showing Superman with some stuff like attached to his suit, um, and there's a guy with like green in his body, like very not very like nondescript images from the set. So I don't know if it's Metallo or not, but um, yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know. That's interesting for me at least. And um, Miss Martian will be appearing in there as well. We talked about that, and uh, uh, we're excited to. I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with the show on a CW budget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just have a lot of uh, questions. I've been saying this a lot, so I'm really waiting for Supergirl to air to begin with. I'm just curious how they ground they ground this in the CW universe. What's going to go on? Maybe they're just going to casually, nonchalantly ignore the idea uh, and just kind of integrate it and not have to explain it. But um, yeah, we'll just have to see if, if they can make Supergirl work. I don't know. Um, I, I hope they can. Yeah, it, I, it definitely. I think, she, I think she should have been on the CW to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're definitely going more and like, hey, we have a bunch more characters. We don't have to stick to like four like the CBS did. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're pulling all the characters we can to have some fun with this, uh, including Superman, which is great. I I never thought we'd see Superman on a CW. Yeah, exactly. Uh, show. That, so. that, I think that just gives me hope that maybe we could get a little glimpse of uh, Batman at some point in time. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And the show that might be able to set that up for us is one called Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the season two teaser shows that the reverse Flash will play a role in Legends of Tomorrow, as well as our first look at Stargirl, who kind of looks just like a Captain America. <laughs> female Captain America. Yeah, this uh, this teaser definitely didn't get me excited to go back and watch the episodes that I haven't gotten around to seeing in season one. Uh, it was it was kind of hard to get on board with uh, with this uh, cast in the writing in the first season. You know, that's uh-huh. probably why I stopped about halfway through, just because it was just getting uh, kind it, of... It was slow. It was yeah. very slow show. And then I kind of see this teaser, and I'm just like, uh, this. It just seems like more of the same, which uh-huh. will which will make people happy if they like the show. Uh, but I'm just so uh, lukewarm on Legends of Tomorrow that I just feel like I I, sh- I shouldn't be cap I shouldn't be capitalizing on my time uh, just for the show. I could be using it for other things. <laughs> you, you mean like cannibalizing maybe? your time? Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> cannibalizing, <laughs> okay. cannibalizing. Well, whatever. I, the other than the the. Not the Legends of Tomorrow, the other group, the Justice Society of America. We have the Legion of Doom actually appearing in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a Reverse Flash, Ra's al Ghul, um, Heat Wave, Cold Blaster, or Captain Cold, whatever his name is, with the, the freeze gun. And, uh, you know, the Damien Dark, the Dark Archer, all these other villains from the other thing are forming a Legion of Doom, which I think is a little interesting. And hopefully that plays out a little better. Uh, this season and the last one because it just that season one just drug on like it slowed down so bad I'm like come on pick it up let's get I mean I I definitely like the idea of establishing Legion of Doom because I think that would work out well in this like four TV show crossover that I think Mm -hmm. they're going to build up I I think that would be awesome to see them fight some sort of Legion Uh, but uh, yeah I think it's okay I think you can enjoy the CW hero shows and not necessarily have to watch all of them all the time. So I feel like I will stick to watching Flash every week no matter what. Uh, I'll cross my fingers that maybe they fix the dumpster fire that Arrow was last season. But uh, as of right now, I'm really only excited about the Flash and just really curious about Supergirl. So we'll we'll have to see if they can at least do a a 50-50. Yeah, well, that's four shows, right? Well, what if they added a fifth one, Mike? And that's what 
you know, producer Greg Berlanti is talking about it with Black Lightning, a live action show uh, that could possibly be on the CW. Black Lightning is uh, focuses on Jefferson Pierce. He made a choice to hang up a suit in secret eight years ago, but with a daughter hellbent on justice and a star student being recruited by a local gang, he'll be pulled back into the world as the vigilante in DC legend Black Lightning. Do we need a fifth show on DC, uh, the DCCW, whatever it is? And should Black Lightning be that person? I mean, I don't. I think it's more of a question of do they need five shows? I feel like five shows is the max. You know, you have five nights a week. Probably put your uh, worst performing show on Friday, since that'll mm-hmm. probably get the lowest ratings. Um, I think it makes sense to go for more of a diverse hero. Uh, I, I, Black Lightning definitely seems like a character that was probably invented back in the Gold and Silver Age because they named him very on point with the color of his skin, which was kind of like you know like the Black Panther. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, uh, maybe they could come up. Maybe they could come up with a more subtle name since it's uh, 2016. Maybe just call him Lightning. I think that might be that might be more uh, apropos to the yeah. to the decade that we're living in. Yeah, so like when I read his name, I'm like, oh, he's just another guy who runs fast. But his mm-hmm. actual power is to generate force field and project electrical bolts, mm-hmm. and uh, also like bioelectric fields, kind of like I guess a little like a Magneto meets Zeus kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, do we need an older guy with a younger daughter to come in and actually be? Because most of these shows are focused on like you know, like early twenties mm-hmm. like characters or you know so on and so forth like not quite like post teens like era so like you think black lightning would be a place like this dad comes in and he's like i got powers what about it and i mean i think it comes i feel like if you're going to do a fifth cw show you're you're kind of getting on like um a stressed floor you know like how much weight can we put on this floor until it collapses and you're going for the fifth show i feel like you should go something with a little bit more um, popularity than Black Lightning. I'm not saying that the character couldn't make a uh, good show and good stories, but I mean, there's so many popular DC characters out there that I think could make killer shows. Um, you know, why do you settle on, you know, this character uh, to try to make a, a fifth show? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the CW will start doing something unique. Maybe they'll just bring in characters for a show, uh, they'll give them like one or two seasons, and then maybe they'll kind of um, retire the show, but maybe not retire the character, and maybe they can bring in a new show. Maybe kind of like a rotating uh, thing of shows. That would be kind of cool. Then that would give us some more opportunities to see different characters, but it feels like strange to have this uh, character that no one is super familiar with. You know, hey, let's give him his own show. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I just, I don't know, Greg Berlanti, he, he's... He's starting to go a little wild on his shows. Like, I get Arrow. That worked out great. Flash, even better. Legends Tomorrow, Supergirl, uh, you're overdoing it, buddy. Like, let's, <laughs> let's take a step back and focus here. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep you posted on Black Lightning and see what it goes. Maybe maybe it won't even come to CW. Maybe it'll still just be a, another show he shops around somewhere. And yeah, eventually gets bought by CW. I would be super <sighs> impressed if they could do five nights a week because I don't think I could keep up with that personally. But, like, 16, 15-year-old me would have loved that. I would be ecstatic that I could watch a superhero show every night of the week. And some nights mm-hmm. of the week, I get two, you know, or, th- or like, three or something like that, depending on what, what network I go to. Maybe I go over to that um, 
uh, what's that network that's getting Cloak and Dagger? What's that? Freeform, called? ABC Freeform. Freeform. Man, you could you can get so many. So I would be stoked. I personally don't have the time to watch all that, but I, I would be uh, enthralled if I was a uh, uh, younger with a lot more free time. <laughs> what what a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! <laughs> However, with all these good shows, we do have some stinkers out there like <laughs> Gotham, and there's a new Villains Rise teaser, and it kind of looks like. One of the images gives us a glimpse at what appears to be a killer crocodile kind of looking dude, maybe. Yeah, and definitely not spice? as good as not as good as uh, what we saw in Suicide Squad, but yeah, the, t- um, the TV budget version. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's some other stuff I've seen with like another guy who looks like he has crocodile skin, and it could have been like um, the the character who Michael Chiklis was actually in last season. So. Um, I don't know, so we'll have to definitely see. I don't. I don't know if I want to watch Gotham. Like, I might just read the recaps, but I don't know if I'm actually gonna delve into Gotham season three. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got three seasons. I'm sure there's a, a a group of people out there that are enjoying the show, but uh, it's just not our cup of tea, I suppose. Yeah, all both of you. Good luck watching <laughs> the show. Um, and then we have another thing on the horizon that's still in effect krypton is still coming yeah uh, like, wonderful <laughs> great so uh, actress georgina campbell is the lead role as lyda zod okay lyda zod uh, a new um character she was created specifically for this show and lyda zod is the member of krypton's military cast and the daughter of a general and they have to spell this out in the description that would be superman's future nemesis general zod Lyda Zod serves as a cadet and has also been having a clandestine forbidden romance with Seg-El. Ooh. Mm, so they're trying to do like this uh, Romeo and Juliet thing, I suppose. I have just never been so uninterested in a TV show before. I mean, it's going to be... Krypton is just uh, so far away uh, from Earth. So we know, and so far in the past, that we're never going to get any sort of crossover with any other, like, uh, DC heroes. Maybe some, like, um, maybe some uh, uh, planetary stuff. Maybe some, maybe Brainiac might show up in an episode or something like that. But I feel like they're just going to have to create a whole lot out of nothing. And, uh, I just, and then I just not think... have it tie into anything at all. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, they can't... It's, it's, it's like Gotham. Gotham is a Batman show without Batman, like when yeah. Batman's a little kid. So how do we have a Superman show when we're more worried about Superman's grandparents? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure Seg-El is Superman's grandfather, but he's dating the daughter of General Zod. Like, what? what how? How does this work? Yeah, I think that... I think the only way... That because I believe this was on Sci-Fi uh, last time we yeah, talked is. about this. I think the only way Sci-Fi is going to be able to make this work is trim this down and keep it to a uh, like a twelve, thirteen episode season. Uh, I don't really know how Sci-Fi usually does it. Uh, I know one show that I watch on there is twelve to thirteen episodes, so they'll have that upper hand. Where as Fox with Gotham has to do twenty-three episodes, so uh, just make a really tight story. Uh, somehow try to find a way to make Krypton really engaging to look at. Uh, I would probably step away from what we saw maybe in the Man of Steel movie because I don't think they're going to be able to achieve that. And um, Well, Sci-Fi did do Battlestar Galactica, so I will give them a little bit. If they can maybe pull off a look like that, it's, that'll mm-hmm. be okay. Yeah, it's just it's just hard to be interested. I feel like you know if you have to make so much out of nothing, they're just doing this just on the namesake of it being Krypton. You know, maybe just yeah. do something. Maybe just throw that money at something original. 
Maybe and, and, and they'll have to like market it as Krypton tonight instead of Kryptonite, and it'll just be uh, very confusing for everyone involved. <laughs> like I, I just see a marketing nightmare. Yeah, can really. can you tell we're we're not excited for this? <laughs> <laughs> no. However, we are excited for Star Wars Episode Nine, Mike. Yeah, nine. man. Okay. Star Wars. Mark Hamill has teased his involvement in the ninth film already. Mm-hmm. Whenever he cut his put a video of someone cutting his goatee slash beard off. Um, And he says, you haven't seen my chin since May of 2015, so farewell facial fur, at least until episode 9. So, Uh. Mark Hamill is a master of teasing and trolling, so either he's, who knows, they could pull a Harrison Ford, you know, and off him in this movie, or not in 8, I don't care either way. I'm really really excited for more Star Wars. It's really weird watching this this foreign hand from off-screen. Uh, shave him. It's kind of creepy, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I, I I I wouldn't trust anyone near my face with with clippers yeah. like that. I mean, I guess the best thing you can take away from that is he doesn't die in the next movie. He's going to stick around until uh, well to the ninth movie, unless he's trolling us. That's the thing. Like he could be doing that on like. There's no reason he should mention episode nine unless <laughs> like he's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to mess with them a little bit. But he could yeah. come back as a force ghost. You know, Maybe st- I love Star- Mark Hamill, so I mean yeah. we didn't really get any of them in that episode seven. So if he died and didn't make it to the ninth one, we'd only be getting Mark Hamill in one Star Wars movie. So well, well I guess four out of nine <laughs> at least. Uh, either way, oh well. Rogue One, however, is coming up, and they've introduced us to a new droid, C two B five, which is essentially um, emo R two D two, as people have been <laughs> calling it. Uh, it's the it's like an imp- empirical. Uh, droid, an uh, empirical astromech. So this is the one that the, you know, Darth Vader may have one. This may be his personal droid. We don't know just yet, but this is what they'll have on like the Death Star and stuff like that in Rogue One. Yeah, which I, is apparently featuring a bunch of droids. So that's cool. I mean that uh, the droid in the the trailer that we saw, the tar, the tall skinny one, uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk. He looks uh, really fun. So. As we all know, the Star Wars universe really nails down, uh, making us love droids. So anytime there's mm-hmm. a, a new droid announced, I can only be excited. And I think yeah. it's – I almost feel like uh, being this, like, night-themed, uh, dark st- uh, dark style R2-D2, I feel like maybe they might kind of, like, poke fun at them or something. Like, this might just be kind of like a, uh, a one-off joke in the movie. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see. However, we won't see Emperor Palpatine in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. He's not supposed to appear. According to uh, the actor who plays him, no, that's so. all right. I mean, we're getting Vader. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we need. It. Well, everyone's like, oh no, but how will we know who's pulling the strings? Like, we didn't get the Emperor until Episode uh, Six, anyway. Return yeah. of the Jedi is the first time he appeared. So, uh, officially, he was a hologram, and I think in Empire Strikes Back. But I mean, I, I'm not too hurt that he's not in there. I don't, it doesn't sound like you're very very hurt either. Nah, we're getting Vader. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, things we can watch this weekend include Captain America: Civil War, which we probably should have done because it's now <laughs> out on digital. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, this is on my uh, my wish list on uh, iTunes, uh, so I'm excited to pick this up digitally, of course. And I, where I end up picking it, I will make sure it comes with uh, those uh, bonus features. Uh, the blo- mm-hmm. the bloopers are always so good on these Marvel movies, especially with these big ensemble casts. So I'm excited to see the blooper reel. I there might be a slight chance that the blooper reel came out already because sometimes I feel like they they cut those and put them out on YouTube ahead of time to kind of market the release. Uh, at least I think they did that with um, 
with uh, the Avengers, uh, the first one. So uh, yeah, you, yeah, they've, they've done, I've seen a couple things pop up. Yeah, so. I kind of I kind of save it. I like to see it all at, at once and. Um, this is awesome. I, I would look forward to listening to the commentary. I don't listen to commentary a lot on movies, but when I start to really get uh, involved in uh, the creators uh, and what they do, I'd love to hear the the Russos talk about Civil War. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I I haven't purchased the digital version simply because I'm waiting for the physical one that comes with the digital package. But when it does come out, you know, I'm definitely gonna delve into those features because i love civil war civil war is my favorite movie this year so i'm really happy we're at that point where i can actually own it and watch it uh in a legal manner if you will (laughs) uh it also comes with the next topic dr strange a preview video for dr strange um i've actually been able to see we have a link to the preview video uh it's a little bit long this is a minute i think the whole thing's like i don't know three or four or five but it talks you know about each character baron mordo we get to see some you know them filming some scenes we get to see some Caecilius. Uh, Tilda Swinton talks as about her role as the uh, Ancient One. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen talks about his role as Caecilius. We get to see some concept art of what he looks like and, and so on and so forth. This preview doesn't show us a whole lot except for, you know, again, some concept art. But I, uh, I definitely cannot wait for you to watch it and tell me about it or me to find maybe a, a way to watch this earlier before the, the Blu-ray drops. So... Um, if you want to get up on your Doctor Strange before this movie comes out, you can go ahead and click uh, click the link and, and watch that exclusive preview. So nice, yeah, pretty pretty stoked on that. Next May we get to kick off the summer with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Really stoked on this. We got our first look at a Groot script. So a little fun fact about this: um, Vin Diesel only has to say "I am Groot" slash "We are Groot" in, in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't sure if Vin Diesel was even going to do the voice this time because it's a smaller group, very, very, very high pitched. We assume. However, James going to actually write out all of the dialogue for Groot, so Vin Diesel and James Gunn know how it should be um, expressed. I love that. So I, 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 I had no idea that that happened, and I, I came across that because I think he he either tweeted it or maybe he also put it up on Instagram. So I love the idea that he goes through and he tries to add uh, context around how he should be saying Groot. I would love to look at that script to see kind of uh, what Groot is uh, actually saying. But I feel like you, you kind of get the idea uh, in the script. And, he's, and he made sure to say that um, – him, him, and um, the um, uh, Vin Diesel, James Gunn. Vin Diesel. I, I yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say Vin Diesel. Uh, I got a little mixed up in my head on this Monday, but uh, yeah, I think it's so cool that they're the only ones that get to see it. It's like the super top secret yeah. script that I would love to look at. Yeah, and you can see here on the image it says Gun and Diesel only, and you can uh, even check up the first the white draft. The original draft was done um, June. Looks like or July no June second twenty fifteen, and all the different updates all the way up through uh, April fourteenth. So, I think that's really cool to see as well. Um, mm-hmm. How often they update the script. So that, that's what, cool. What color is Buff? I'm looking at they that they uh, uh, associate their draft numbers with a color. We go white, blue, pink, yellow, green, goldenrod, Buff. What is Buff? Is that a blue or something? I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> Tweet at us I, and let us know what color buff is. <laughs> yeah, buff color. I mean, maybe it's just I don't know. Apparently, looking here, it's like a yellow, like a pale yellow. Oh wow, brown. I was totally off. Well, that draft was completed on uh, March thirtieth. So apparently, like last, it's <laughs> what you look like when you're in the buff, Mike. 
So. Oh, I get it. Okay. All right. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah, on to the next topic here. So now that we know what Buff is, you learn something new every day. Spider-Man got some new stuff today, this week. Actually, this is probably pretty big here. A lot of photos from Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Uh, there's a stylish photo from the set released by Tom Holland where he's in an alley looking all shadowy in his Spider-Man suit, apparently. So, I don't know. That looks like a fun photo. What do you think? Yeah, it looks like they're just uh, trying to be uh, artistic. Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe uh, um, Tom Holland fancies himself a photographer in a real life and set up a tripod and took a nice little picture of himself. I don't know. Uh, now, but- someone someone <laughs> took the photo for him. This is on set, so I know they're doing that. But it brings back memories of the Amazing Spider-Man. Like a lot of the promotional materials was a black and white thing with Andrew Garfield casting a spider shadow um, down walls. So it's it takes me back to that, which it wasn't bad. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, big news: John Favreau is to return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Happy Hogan. That's cool. For, I'm really excited for, to see him uh, come back. So I guess I feel like he's going to be kind of like a a middleman, like a representative between um, Iron Man and uh, Spider Man. So mm-hmm. maybe uh, Happy Hogan will know the true identity of Spider Man, and maybe he'll uh, think himself really cool that he knows a secret identity of a superhero. But I would I would love that. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen John Favreau since Iron Man three, and even then he was in pretty bad shape when we we left him in that movie. So it'll be good to see him back up and healthy. Maybe maybe he's got some Stark parts in him since <laughs> his his, uh, his gruesome accident. So yeah, yeah. Um, Aunt May shows up on set, so we have some pictures of uh, Marissa Tomei on set. That's not her actual clothes in the movie, but uh, apparently she's gonna be filming some stuff outside. Uh, Look, she's looking there. like looking like cute Aunt May. Yep, that's right. So I think she's come, 50, 51. I don't know. They come in all shapes and sizes, but Mr. Tomei, looking good. Yep, yep, there she is. And lastly, as of like not 30 minutes ago, um, our newest images here of Spider-Man Homecoming actually feature the Shocker. Yeah, this set. is I, – I am shocked. I did not see this originally in our show notes, so this is awesome that, that this just came in right off the presses. Yes, so uh, the Shocker uh, gets us off from the Tinker. This is supposed to be his first of two outfits in the movie. Mm. Um, and, but he has his – it, it looks good. I'm going to be honest. If I, you were to expect the Shocker to exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is how I'd imagine him to be. Yeah, it's really cool. I love the uh, – he just looks He just looks dirty. That's what I really like, that he's just kind of wearing these uh, just uh, grungy, grimy clothes, and then he has like this uh, tech – on his hands, uh, he looks really, really good. I, I have a very uh, strong visual uh, memory of what the Shocker looks like because uh, I was addicted to the the '90s animated Spider-Man cartoon that that heavily featured the Shocker in the show. So I'm super stoked to see this. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. A little. I mean, these photos are a little blurry, but he does look dirty. He looks like he's wearing a rubber suit that's like gonna, you know, dampen all his stuff or whatever. So. Really cool to see the Shocker. I want to see more. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine is the actor playing that, and uh, we'll keep you posted as we go. Captain Marvel has a new rumored director, Mike. Any guesses Ooh. on who that might be? Uh, no idea, because we've done this before, and we've been very wrong. <laughs> we have. That's like that's the, the hardest thing um, to, to do. Like there's, I'm, I'm trying to guess when the Guardians trailer is going to come out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I really don't want to ask Mike because every time he guesses, he's wrong. Well, um, I guess maybe that's what you do. You ask me, and then we'll know for sure that's not when it comes out. That's not when it is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we've gone through this before with all the directors of uh, the potential directors on the list for Captain Marvel. However, this has the most generic name, Rebecca Thomas. 
Um, she did a movie called Electric Children, and and number was I I honestly don't know anything about her other than she's won awards at like Sundance and other film festivals. I mean, so. this is I mean it it fits the the uh, behavior of Marvel casting directors. So I'm not gonna say this is necessarily uh, not gonna happen because they do this all the time. They try to they they're really they're scouting for um, for talent. And I think they, they're looking for someone that can grow with them and they can also start out at a lower budget because uh, they're making all the money in the world. But the whole point is is to uh, not over-inflate the budget with someone like James Cameron or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. We're going to look for young talent out there that has like a unique perspective on these films and you know probably won't push back or fight us too much because we have a very specific vision over here at the studio so we're looking for someone young that'll play ball that has vision and is probably on the cheaper side and obviously we'll reward them in the future uh, as they make a couple movies with us so i think i think this uh this fits this fits the narrative that they that they they usually follow yeah, yeah, totally agree. So another the only rumor. the only the only downside there is we don't we, we never really have much to say. You know, these directors don't have a whole lot under their belt, so there's not a whole lot to speculate about. Yeah, just kind of hope hope the best for the movie, right? Like that's mm-hmm. just really all we got. Um, for next up, Agents of Shields coming back this month. We're in September. Oh my gosh, Mike, can you believe it? Um, Ooh. They have the first official look of Gabriel Luna as Robbie Reyes, the Ghost Rider. Coming up in the in the show, and it looks like he's ripped right out of the comic book. Yeah, he's got the iconic uh, uh, jacket, new jacket that he wears. I don't I don't know the the origin of the symbol itself, but it's basically kind of like a uh, like a like a upside down U or like a, yeah, or like a capital letter N or something. Almost looks like a box, just doesn't have the uh, yeah. line at the bottom. Um, he looks yeah, he looks just like Robbie Reyes. Uh, so they definitely nailed it there. We'll have to wait and see what he looks like with uh, the chromed-out helmet that he's going to put on, see how they mm. do the flame effects. Uh, we, and he's actually like in a junkyard. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen we've seen the car uh, officially on the floor at Comic-Con, so it's, it's fitting along with the comic book perfectly. It just depends on how the story is really going to play out, you know? Yes, yes, which actually is the uh, the premiere episode is rumored to be titled The Ghost. Awesome. Um, so that's uh, interesting to see. I want I want to see how that plays off. And we also the, have a found footage teaser. What? Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask you uh, how how much of an impact do you think Robbie Reyes <laughs> and Ghost Rider is gonna be on the entire season as a whole? You know, there's 23 episodes, 24 somewhere in that area usually in a season. Do you think he's gonna become part of the team and he's gonna be in every episode? Do you think he's gonna have like a a small part at the beginning of the season and maybe show up again at the end of the season? I'm you know I'm kind of curious. You know he's a yeah. I would say this is a big get uh, for um, for Marvel's Agents of Shield to get a, a big top tier character. I would say before this whole cinematic universe got kicked off, I would say that Ghost Rider was probably on par with Iron Man when it came to. Um, Notoriety and, uh, and uh, you know likability. Probably, with probably characters. more. He had a movie way before Iron Man did. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, they were they were comic book characters on the same level. So being able to get somebody like this on the TV show, I feel like you know they would either want to be careful with how much they put him in the show. They don't want to overshadow, or maybe they would go the opposite direction and say like, oh, we need him in every episode because he's awesome. I'm going to go with the the sparsely episode because S.H.I.E.L.D. usually has two or three plots going on at the same time. We have the the robots coming, the life model decoys. 
Mm-hmm. We have the Ghost Rider, and then we also have uh, uh, Quake and the other Inhumans out in the world still. So I think I think he'll probably be if if he's not in every episode, at least every other to every third episode, be a big part. Um, however, this since this is Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, I don't know if it's a huge as huge of a get as you know if we got the original Ghost Rider on the motorcycle. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. It's it's different because they can always like, well, this isn't the original Ghost Rider. Or this isn't the definitive well, Ghost Rider. Well, He's we, an inhuman we, or something. We know, uh, especially in the last couple seasons, they save all of their CG budget for that very like last season finale. So maybe they're going to save all of that budget and we're going to get a, a fully professionally rendered uh, version of the real Ghost Rider maybe uh, showing up. That's total speculation, but I think that would be amazing. Well, I also think with Agent Carter done, that budget's probably come back to him. And, um, you know, not doing Most Wanted has definitely garnered them more money to do shows with. Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know. However, they, they are not putting any of it to their viral marketing with this found footage <laughs> teaser I, I mentioned earlier. Like, it, it's a vertical video. So it's supposed to look like someone filmed it. He's like, is that him? Is that him? And it's just a car driving off through some flames. Like, it's... it's it's poorly, it's poorly executed. Uh, I, I mean, I don't really uh, care too much about it because, you know, I try to keep myself away from any sort of a commercial that may pop up on TV, uh, so I don't really care. But it's just put together pretty poorly. I mean, they're trying to make it feel like it came from a cell phone, so they do this weird kind of, like, uh, audio pass to make it sound like it's coming through, like, a cell phone microphone. But cell phone microphones are actually really, really good. They they probably didn't have to do anything like that. Um, they probably would have been better off, like literally just taking an iPhone out there and having the person right there saying a line instead of doing this all in post. But, uh, I don't know. I don't care. This viral marketing really isn't targeted at me anyway. Yeah, we're pretty sold. So yeah, we'll be seeing agents of chill when it premieres uh, later this month. So we'll let mm-hmm. you know. However, on the flip side, Marvel and ABC studios are making a, another developing another series based on a group called the new warriors. Hmm. So the New Warriors, um, if I remember correctly, kicked off Civil War in the comic books. Um, they were a group of people who, um, kind of like they're little kids, but they're like put on a TV show, kind of like a documentary of it, if that makes sense. They're like uh-huh. young teenage adult heroes, and they serve as like a junior Avengers kind of thing uh, in, in the comic series. Now, I, I could be very wrong here. But uh, I don't know how the series it, it, they want to focus on Squirrel Girl on this new Warriors series. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's basically what what we what we need to focus on here is that they're going to make a TV show and they're going to try to bring Squirrel Girl to the front. Which, I mean, I I know people they have an intense love for Squirrel Girl. I think that it's just because she is so unique and different and kind of out of place. I would say in the Marvel universe, but intentionally, um, I think. Um, She's got if Deadpool I, syndrome. I I have no I have no idea. I'm totally just guessing. So I'm sure someone's gonna be screaming at me saying I'm wrong. But I believe she had some uh, series run in a, in some comic books that was either written by Matt Fraction or it was written in the style of Matt Fraction. So uh, so I think he, she, it's just kind of like a, a like a, a humorous uh, take on a, like a superhero. So I would I would assume this TV show would have to be humorous if they're going to have a squirrel girl on the team. <laughs> I imagine this kind of being kind of like an office style, like they're documenting these new Avengers, like uh-huh. young people with powers. The squirrel girl is interesting because she used to be, um, I think she was just uh, she was part of the Great Lakes Avengers. Okay, uh-huh. 
and I don't know if she was um, had a her powers. She's now a mutant. She wasn't a mutant before though. Like, but she's now a mutant. I don't know how that's gonna work out. And like, I think she's beaten Thanos once in the comic books as like a joke thing or something. Like, I don't know. She's she's got Deadpool syndrome. She's just everywhere and for no real reason. <laughs> so, um, and she has a a squirrel called um, Tippy Toe, and Monkey Joe are her squirrel pets. She keeps with her. <laughs> so I. I I don't know, man. I just, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I did some quick, I did some quick googling because I didn't necessarily want to be uh, flinging around speculation. But it doesn't look like Matt Fraction has touched this story at all. But I feel like I've heard somewhere that it was kind of in that style. So that's probably where I heard his name pop up. But yeah, uh, either. But the worst part I mean, is she's never been in the New Warriors. Never uh-huh. been in the New Warriors. So that's where I'm like, why? If you want to make a Squirrel Girl show, and you, I guess you need to put her in somewhere, New Warriors is great, but like it's just weird. How about this? Forget Squirrel Girl and let's focus on uh, the new Miss Marvel. Um, that's what I want to see. Oh, Kamala Khan. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's an Inhuman as well, which would fit right in with their universe already building up. So there you go. Maybe that's the next season of Agents of Shield. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can only hope so. Um, however, the interesting thing is, um, New Warriors is being shopped to cable and streaming networks, maybe not even appearing on ABC at all. So, so it could be another Hulu thing, or maybe Netflix. I doubt Netflix, but maybe a Hulu, another Hulu show. Marvel, for, you're going to need to make some sort of a web page or landing page online where we can keep track of where all of your shows are, because so, they're going to be getting fractured soon. <laughs> I, I, as they need to create their own streaming service, the Marvel Now streaming service, and I would just, I would subscribe. That hey, would be the only thing I'd subscribe to. Not a bad idea. I know. It's not. So, yeah, New Warriors. <laughs> Young kids and TV, that's the thing, right? That's why Stranger Things, Mike, your show, mm. is renewed for season two. That's right. I, I think everyone assumed that something like this was going to come along. I think uh, the there's a little bit of mixed um, opinions about season two, where I think some people maybe kind of wanted to see Stranger Things take the direction of um, uh, American Horror Story, kind of like in an anthology way, where you stay in the same universe, but you just tell different stories with different characters. But at the same time, the cast was so phenomenal in the first season, and the story was so engaging. Um, I think I personally, I am a little uh, worried that maybe taking the story and stretching it uh, for season two uh, could be detrimental. Uh, but I think the Duffer brothers are very talented, so I do trust them. I'm glad that they are doing it and no one else would touch it. So I'm hoping season two is is rock solid. I hope, it, I hope it's awesome. Uh, I hope they come up with a clever way to bring back in all of this really interesting things without over-explaining it. Um, but uh, we'll have to see. I'm surprised we're getting it so early. I mean, 2017, we're getting season two. Um, I think I'm just used to uh, these awesome things on Netflix taking taking a while to come out. You know, like you know, we'll get a Daredevil season, and then like two years later, we'll get another Daredevil season, something like that. But um, I'm, I'm stoked. I love Stranger Things. Yes, and also uh, the trailer has given us the episode names already for season two. So yeah, that's 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 amazing. That's huge. That's that's big. So that means they've actually planned this out for a while. They knew they were getting a sequel. Those jerks. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. So there you go, Mike. Your Stranger Things is happening, uh, and and some good news for your for your wife and my wife as well is that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is being probably developed for a uh, movie. Yeah, from the, think, from the play. I think that uh, uh, is not surprising for most people. Uh, Warner Brothers loves everything Harry Potter, and if 
uh, J.K. Rowling's out there writing brand new intellectual uh, property for the world. Uh, why not put it in a movie? Yes, and they want Daniel Radcliffe to return back as Harry Potter for the, for the film adaptation. However, he doesn't seem quite as keen. So yeah, I, I mean, don't I don't know how they're gonna do this. I mean, I'm not surprised. He's doing kind of some really cool stuff, you know, like Swiss Army Man. Uh, so I think he just kind of wants to move on. I know personally, he he from hearing him on interviews on podcasts that he does not uh, try to distance himself from the Harry Potter world. He respects what it did for his career, and he he loved the time that he was working on the movie. So there's no uh, there's no uh, burnt bridges there at all. But I think when I heard, uh, I think they were they were kind of rummaging around the date of 2020 for this mm-hmm. movie, which would you know I feel like that's kind of soon. You know, that's uh, four years away. Uh, we're getting a Fantastic Beasts, a sequel to that. You know, so I, I Fantastic Beasts is 2016. Fantastic Beasts 2 would probably be uh, 2018. I, w- I thought that they might get a third movie out of kind of that that world, that time frame, with some of those extra Harry Potter books that came out a long time ago. So uh, I thought 2020 we might be getting something like that, but I felt like the Cursed Child maybe uh, we could wait a little while for, you know? Well, is is I have not read the Cursed Child. Is it set in 2020? Is that maybe um, why they're they're shooting for that? I I have I have no idea, but I do know it is a, a future. It's when a Harry Potter is a is a an adult. So maybe they are. Maybe they're trying to nail that time frame. Um, we'll we'll have to see, but. Uh, uh, the book is uh, is very positive, getting positive uh, feedback. I'm sure mm-hmm. the uh, I don't know if the play has started already, if it's out, if it's uh, people have seen it yet, but I'm sure it's going to be successful. So um, I I don't I don't know I don't know if a stage play uh, is going to be thrilling or not. Um, I have no idea if the content of the book is just more emotional with uh, characters or if there's actually any action in it at all. Uh, but I hope that the movie would have some sort of a high-octane high action because that, that high-octane magic action <laughs> can be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it could be a handing of the torch even to a, a new series of, of Harry Potter books, like or kids, you know, yeah. Um, if they wanted to, I don't know. There's a lot they could do with Harry Potter, and they haven't yet, so we'll we'll see. And just to give you a heads up, I was trying to find out when the Cursed Child was set, and the play has been going on since uh, June seventh. Oh, so, gotcha. uh, in 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 England or London, so we're we're still kind of waiting uh, for maybe it to come over here. And I did, I did, I got my tickets for the Book of Mormon in Mike. I just want to let yeah, you know. Yeah, so. awesome. You're gonna love so, it. We're going to see that. Uncharted is a video game for PlayStation that I have never played. Uh, however, there was a movie coming out for it, uh, focusing on Nathan Drake, and the film has been removed from Sony's calendar without a re-date. So, I guess uh, not looking so good in video game movie world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're still kind of, uh, personally, we're I think we both agree we're waiting to see how Assassin's Creed does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warcraft made money. It wasn't a, it wasn't the best film for people that are unfamiliar with the franchise, but it made money overseas. So I believe that I think they're getting a sequel, or at least no, it's heavily rumored. Yeah, nothing nothing official yet, but I I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, maybe they can, maybe they can learn from their mistakes yeah. and go forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope Assassin's Creed does really really well. I mean, Michael Fassbender, he's a he's a force to put in your movie so uh, hopefully that name carries a, a weight when it comes to the box office numbers i yeah i'm just i just really hope assassin's creed is just a kick-ass movie i think we need another trailer for sure it's been a while since we've seen anything from assassin's creed we had that one trailer with that kind of a bizarre kanye west song set to it yeah and i 
I think it kind of left people really confused. So uh, hopefully the next the next uh, trailer number two that drops is just uh, really kicks us in the balls and gets us excited. Yeah, they've been releasing like images from it, but nothing to report on. So it's we'll see. We'll keep we'll keep we'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we got another trailer for a, a show called Westworld coming to HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a Westworld was written by I believe is Michael Crichton. Um, a series written by Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton is one of my favorite authors. Uh, he wrote Jurassic Park, uh, Congo. Um, he wrote The Lost World, but the books are much different than that. But I, I love his stuff. And he uh, this book came out in 1973, and it's finally being adapted to a TV series for HBO, where you focus on androids in like a Wild West environment. Yeah, it so. kind of the trailer when I watched it, uh, it seemed as though it was kind of a mixture between. The Matrix and um, that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Total Recall. It mm-hmm. kind of seemed it seems to be some sort of like uh, financial endeavor to send people to this world. I don't. I, it's it's a relatively cryptic trailer, so uh, I'm sure I could learn everything I wanted to about it since I now know, like you just told me, it's based off uh, a book series. Uh, but I yeah, don't know. It, what, do, what do you know about it? Well, there's also an old film series uh, based on Westworld. I think around the same time the book came out. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's got Jonathan Nolan and J.J. Abrams kind of involved in this as well. Mm-hmm. So, and it tells the series of a future, it's a theme park, a futuristic theme park called Westworld. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of interesting to, to see because, like, people may be in this park, but they may not realize that it's a lie. Like, all these androids are with them, and, like, they think this is how life is and how it's been. Um, it's got big names in it. I mean, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, James that's Marsden. Uh, the main actress is Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, Ed Harris is in there. Uh, Luke Hemsworth, even. So, I mean, it's got a lot of big names, and I think it's ten episodes, uh, maybe coming out. I, I think I, I would. I would think the biggest thing to to take away from this Westworld uh, trailer and show being made is that this is going to be what is probably going to replace Game of Thrones. Uh, mm-hmm. HBO knows it's going into its final two seasons of Game of Thrones, their biggest heavy hitter that they've probably ever had. Sopranos was definitely big and successful for HBO, but but nothing as uh, um, uh, amazing as Game of Thrones. This hugely high budget production, uh, uh, you know, fantasy uh, show that basically. Uh, 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 exploded into uh, pop culture and all over the world. You know, the most pirated show out there. People people are chomping at the bit to watch this show. I mean, I love uh, Game of Thrones so much that we ponied up and we got HBO now. So we are we are legally watching all of our HBO stuff now, which is probably something I should have done a long time ago. Um, so I'm freeing myself from that guilt. But I'll gladly pay for it for uh, Game of Thrones. So, but yeah, there you know, there's two years left of that. You know what happens when that's uh, gone. I think they it makes sense. You know, looking at Westworld, it's a very high concept, science fiction based. You're getting these big stars in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it. It looks it looks really really interesting. It looks really fun. So, uh, yeah, I think this they're positioning this to. Um, to kind of take over Game of Thrones, so this might be a really fun next two years because if it's starting now, this this show comes out in the fall, I believe. It's it's coming up soon. It's October second. Like yeah, yeah, it's to, it's twenty sixteen. So we're gonna have this kind of cool overlap of if this show is really really awesome, we're gonna get uh, simultaneous uh, Game of Thrones and Westworld. So that that's really cool. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I have high hopes for this one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I really, like I said, I love Michael Crichton, and uh, we need high-quality television, and I think Westworld looks like they're trying a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Terminator 2, an old movie from the 90s, you know, uh, is being re-released in 3D in 2017. I didn't know know this was still a thing that people were doing. <laughs> Man, I they, thought we'd gotten over I, those. They There's just a team of, like, rotoscopers out there that are just like, hey, do you want a, a career in tracing things frame by frame? Uh I, I, I'm sure you don't care because 3D is not necessarily your your bag of tea, bag of well, bag of tea, cup cupcake. I don't know. <laughs> my cupcake of tea. Yeah, it's not. But I, the thing is, I don't mind re-releases. Like, but I went and saw the Star Wars 3D re-releases when they did mm-hmm. the, the, the Phantom Menace, and I don't even know if they got to Attack of the Clones before they stopped. <laughs> Jurassic Park had a 3D re-release. Like, I I just don't see the point. Like I put it back in theaters, but don't, you don't have to make it 3D. Like I, I thought, I honestly thought this trend was over, but now Terminator 2 is doing it, and I'm like, well, you son of a bitch! Like, well, I guess look at it this way: uh, you get to you get an opportunity to go back and see Terminator 2 on the big screen again, and uh, since it is getting a 3D release, that means it's probably going to be remastered in some way, in some shape or form. And uh, Terminator 2 is an awesome fucking movie, so. Um, it is, I, I but think, I, I hope they don't remaster it because those effects look better than any other Terminator movie they've well, released since. Well, remastered then. is they're <laughs> like, I'm sure they'll put it through some sort of weird uncompression compression. I don't think they're going to remaster it. Oh, no, the they're going to George Lucas it. No, no they better uh, not. I'm kidding. All <laughs> right. Well, in that case, I'll look forward to 2017 for Terminator 2 and maybe for Max Steel, the movie. <laughs> The U.S. Yeah. trailer is finally released. We were talking about this earlier in the show, so uh, let's let's uh, unbury the lead and just tell everybody what Max Steel is. So Max Steel is a was started as a line of action figures produced <laughs> and owned by Mattel, very similar to GI Joe's. Mm-hmm. It's the main character, a couple variations, a couple special packs. In 2000, it came out with an animated TV show, mm-hmm. and it's just downright awful. <laughs> I, I do not know I do not know how they they kept it up for three seasons and a couple other follow up seasons, and they finally bring it to the film thing. And this is a joke from from my friend Brian Smith, friend of the show. Where he's like, they have officially run out of ideas. Like <laughs> we said when we saw this TV show when we were younger, they have officially run out of ideas if this becomes a movie. So, um, a little fun fact: the the writer of this movie. Uh, Christopher Yost writes for Marvel. He wrote Superior Spider-Man, or I'm sorry, Scarlet Spider. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually met him in person because he wrote Thor: The Dark World. Now we know Thor: The Dark World is not the best Marvel movie out there, and I this may be telling of of <laughs> Mr. Yost. Uh, but he did give me an interview, and he did talk about Max Steel three years ago. So this has been a long time coming. Well, I, I this is so basically we're talking about this because there's been a trailer released, and I can say this in the positive section for this as bottom barrel of an idea this is of turning an action figure into a movie. Uh, this was surprisingly mediocre of a trailer. Um, it doesn't look like it's really aimed towards me. It definitely seems like it's uh, maybe I, I I feel like this may be better off if they somehow get a PG uh, rating because I feel like that's the audience that probably going to be more excited to see Max Steel because it's that same audience that's probably buying the action figures. Um, it didn't seem like uh, the worst movie ever. It just seemed very generic. Uh, it seemed like a movie I would love when I was 12. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to it. So I'll just all I can say is this movie's not for me, uh, but it doesn't look like the worst thing that's ever been made. <laughs> so are you familiar with that movie that came out a couple years ago called Earth to Echo? Uh um, yeah, it had that little floaty robot and some Does this in not it. look like Earth Echo <laughs> but the kid was older? Like 
There's yeah, a maybe. robot that gives him yeah. a power suit. Okay, I think we need to put air quotes around the word kid in this trailer. It looks like he's right. playing a high school student, and he totally looks like he's 20, 22 or he 23 is. years old. He is. He's very old playing a high school student, and he's not yeah. a high school student. So. Totally unbelievable. Yeah, not not buying that for a second. Oh, man. But in the meantime, we can at least maybe take some solace, a quantum of solace, if you will, and James Bond news. <laughs> nice. I didn't I didn't mean to set that up. That was an accident. Uh, Daniel Craig has apparently been offered $150 million to do two more James Bond movies. I think that's oftenly uh, referred to as uh, two dump trucks full of cash. Okay. <laughs> so a dump truck full of cash is now $75 million, people, if you yeah. if you were interested in the math there. But it's they want him to do two more to set up a baton to pass it on to the next generation of James Bond. Because ending on, you know, whatever that last one was just called, um, Spectre, I think uh-huh. is, is kind of a bad bit of news for both Daniel Craig and James Bond. Like, you set up a whole new villain and ways to go, and then just kind of dropped it off there at the end. All I can say is I still haven't seen it yet. I mean, Casino... I have a weird relationship with uh, with these new Bond movies where that Casino Royale was just awesome. I I loved it, and I was totally captivated by... Uh, I thought Daniel Craig played a, a good Bond in that movie, and I, I loved the story. And then we get, uh, like you said, a Quantum of Solace, which was very, very strange. Didn't enjoy that. Uh, so that kind of uh, cooled me a little bit on the series, and then we go into the the third movie, Skyfall, which people people really loved. the The cinematography was great. I I didn't really bring me back to loving Bond. Uh, I didn't love it as much as other people did. So it ultimately didn't bring me to the theater for the fourth movie. So I'm kind of ready for the baton to be passed. I hope he pass passes on this 150 million dollars, and we get to start fresh again. See, I, I I'm hoping for one more. Like, if we can do one more good one, like, just uh-huh. go balls to the wall and then be able to give it to somebody else. I think he needs one more. I think Spectre's a bad way to go out, and you, you don't want to go out on that one. So I, I want one more. Maybe not two, but we'll we'll see how this goes. James uh-huh. Bond's such a finicky thing. Like, we never know what we're going to get with it. So lastly, this last bit of news here, we've gone, we've gone a little longer today <laughs> than usual. But this is for Mike because we're talking about the Nintendo NX, and we have our first, like, Looks like a, a, a description of how the attachments will go into the NX. You love ending the show on things that confuse and frustrate me. I do, I do. I know. <laughs> I, I mentioned earlier on 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 Filmside Chats that I know how to push Mike's buttons, unlike anybody else. <laughs> and so this this patent thing shows that there's little side things that go into the screen, and you can carry it around like a Nintendo like, DS kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you take those off, and then they're motion sensing. All right, listen here, Nintendo. So we don't talk about video games that often on this show, and I've admitted many times that I do not play video games as much as I did in the past. I still follow the news because I still find the culture of video games very interesting, and I feel like I I have a lot of uh, similar character traits to people that love video games. Uh, So I I consider myself... uh, someone that can have an opinion, <laughs> basically, and I think this is stupid. <laughs> I really want Nintendo to get back to their roots of making uh, just really fun games that don't need a gimmick to sell them. Uh, they have some of the strongest IPs video games in the world. Uh, Zelda, Mario, uh, I mean, just those two on themselves can uh, sell consoles. Uh, so uh, this is just a weird thing. Uh, why I don't want detachable things. Just go go, go to the lab and make the coolest controller ever that fits in my hand beautifully. Um, 
this just seems like a weird tablet solution. I feel like we're the next Nintendo thing we're going to get is going to have like a mobile processor in it. And it's just like, no, video games are always supposed to always supposed to push the push the edge of what uh, consumers can get in their homes. Uh, obviously, PCs are always on the cutting edge because you can swap those parts out all the time. But it's always cool seeing uh, video games kind of making it a household uh household uh thing when it comes to technology and that just seems like weird it's like oh we're getting a tablet oh guess what you know apple and android have mastered the tablet years ago nintendo you don't really need to be worrying about this right now um you they did great with pokemon go i don't know how much uh nintendo was involved in that decision making but i loved how there was um a property that is usually seen on Nintendo put on a mobile phone, that's what you should do. If you want a tablet, just put it in an app store. Put it in the Android app store, put it on the uh, Apple app store, and just save your awesome full storied games for like a real legit console that doesn't have these weird gimmicks to them, you know? That's all I have to say. But, you know, I'm sure there's people on the other end that'll yell at me and I say bring it on, I don't care. <laughs> I Well, I, I mean, as someone who owns a, an Xbox One and a Wii U, it's very night and day like we haven't touched the Wii U in months now, mm-hmm. but like there'll be phases where we go through and we do play a little bit because you can use the tablet. Like one of us can play on the tablet while one of us is on the Xbox kind of deal. Like that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, I don't want to be in the, like I want to go upstairs and play so I can just take the tablet upstairs and the game's still running downstairs kind of deal. That Wii but, U like, thing. It's just so weird. It, it is. It is. It's a little weird, but like it's got great ideas. I just haven't capitalized on them yet. And I feel like this is the next way to go, like, but it's not. They're not doing it right yet either. So we have to wait until the NX is officially announced to see what this is. But <laughs> I just, uh, I just scratched my head in real life because this is a head scratcher, Mike. Is yeah, a head it's just, it's just like, I just want to play. If if I if I was having time to play games. Um, the, the games that I always go to in my head was, oh man, I'm just, I'm just itching to play a Mario game, man. It'd be so fun to play a Mario game. And I just look at this and I was like, I don't want to play it on a tablet, man. I just want to put a normal fucking controller in my hand and, you know, well, uh, we haven't had a normal controller from, from Nintendo in years. (laughs) Like look at the 64 controller. Then the GameCube controller. They've always been pretty weird. I mean... Uh, to play devil's advocate against myself, which seems kind of weird, I'm sure we could uh, say like, okay, let's make Sony and Microsoft do the safe bet with the normal controllers, and let's have Nintendo be the one that's out there trying to uh, innovate. So uh, I I can I can appease myself going that way, but at the same time, I don't have I, if I don't have time to watch Gotham and Supergirl, I just don't have time to play video games either. So um, all I have is all I have is enough time every Sunday to come and complain to you about video games that I don't play. That, that's fine. I it would be I think it would also be a different story if Nintendo didn't have a lockdown on the handheld gaming console market. Like uh-huh. they release a new 3DS or whatever every year, and they're like, we're selling out of these things. We can't keep them as stock so let's make our in-home console a comp- direct competitor to our 3ds <laughs> so yeah i don't know shake my head either way that's the show for this week a lot of notes a lot of stuff a little longer than usual but that's okay i like talking to you mike even yeah. if it was even if it was second today sloppy uh, seconds <laughs> slo- i don't know it's pretty organized the first one we didn't have as many show notes so but if people want to find you, Mike, figure out what you're doing, learn maybe about your drawing classes or maybe any comics you got coming out, where can they do that at? 
Man, well, I'm always drawing, so you can uh, follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read uh, my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I'll be actually picking up a couple more uh, drawing classes with the. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be out here in LA where I have uh, access to uh, really awesome uh, education when it comes to uh, animation and drawing. Uh, so I'll be taking a class at the uh, Animation Guild over in uh, Burbank uh, soon. So that'll be really, really cool. So, um, so more yeah, you... cool animated intros for us. Woo-woo. Yeah, always. Uh, this is like a, my sandbox. <laughs> I, I, I practice everything on, on a Superhero Slate. So, uh, But uh, Chris, like I said earlier, I want to know how much all your uh, memorabilia weighs. If you get around to plopping it on a scale, which I'm sure you won't, but maybe you'll get bored one day and do it just for me. Where, yeah. can, they, where can they find that? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or uh, Comic UI or upcoming podcast uh, film side chats. Uh, I get to plug that for the first time ever because now it's a <laughs> thing. But yeah, I'll probably have to weigh everything one by one and just add them up on like a, a Google spreadsheet. Yeah, maybe. Like I was okay, imagining, I was imagining more vinyl of a, weighs this much. I was imagining more of a comical thing where you like lay a board over a scale and you just start trying to masterfully. St- pile everything on this i think that would be visually more interesting it would make a good instagram snap so uh maybe you know, maybe do that right. i'll do i'll do it i'll do it for the do it for the vine that's, that's yes. what i'll do it for do it for the vine in the meantime people are listening to us now but where else can they find the superhero slate podcast at Ooh, well as always please visit our website at superhero slate.com that is the best place to find all the avenues we post a show and our awesome show notes where you can find links to everything that we're talking about uh it, i i personally love love it when people put everything in one place i don't have to click around a thousand different articles to see what happened in a given week uh when it comes to superhero news but you can find the show on itunes youtube google play music soundcloud stitcher tumblr you can subscribe to us right uh, right in the email inbox and get that right there a notification and uh you can like us on facebook where we're putting up these videos so you don't have to leave uh leave facebook uh to listen to the show and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, uh, consider leaving us a review on uh, any platform you listen to the show. That's always helpful, uh, getting us in front of some fresh ear earlobes, if you will. And uh-huh. as I say at the end of every week, if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend. Uh, spread the gospel that is a superhero slate, and we'll be here every week, even on holiday weekends. This is, I know it's called Labor Day, and I technically think if a holiday is called Labor Day, you should be laboring. Uh, but even though it's a Labor Day and it's a holiday weekend, uh, we 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 uh, stepped up to the mat, and we'll be here every week. <laughs> That's right. You can't shut us down. We won't stop. But <laughs> I, I guess we got to stop for today because the show's over. So. Yeah, the show's over, man. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. French Stewart is like the Joey from Friends of, <laughs> of his show. He's good in the show, but outside of it, no, he doesn't do anything else.